Welcome, superhero. Your heart is in the right place. I am Bridget Fonger. I wrote a book called Superhero of Love, Heal Your Broken Heart and Then Go Save the World. In this second season of the Superhero of Love podcast, I'm gathering tips from thought leaders about how we can unpandemicize our hearts, heal the effects of the pandemic on our hearts, and love and be loved more than ever before. So let's get this heart party started. Welcome. Welcome, everybody. This is one of my most exciting interviews ever for the Superhero of Love podcast. This this is the first podcast after a very long break. I did over 100 episodes and haven't done one since uh, August of 2020. Took a, what I thought was going to be a little break, and here we are. And we're out of the gate doing one of the most exciting interviews with Ian White. If you don't know who Ian White is, he is the founder and CEO of Australian Bush Flower Essences. And, <clears throat> excuse me, I'm recovering from a flu, but may I just say, I'm going to insert a comment here because it's very important. Two hours ago, I received a two packages from whom? Australian Bush Flower Essences. I was or I ordered a few days ago. They come super fast. Ian is in Australia and they ship right from Australia. Um, and I ordered some essences. And then right after I hit the order button, I was like, wait, I've got this lingering cough. Why did I not explore what there is in Australian bushflower essences to help me with my cough? And I just took that remedy two hours ago. And I just want you to know that I'm already like miraculously um, improving. That is who Ian White is, the miracle maker, <laughs> the founder and CEO. And the essence of Australian bushflower essences. Welcome, Ian, to the Superhero Blow podcast. Great. And it's great to be kicking it off after your little sojourn. So, yeah, very honored to be your first person back. <laughs> yes, it's very exciting. So, let me tell, I, I'm, I'm going to let you tell your story about how you arrived at this place where you are offering this gift of. I say, huge gift of love to the earth and what you do. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. We're going to hear these little coughs every once in a while. Um, I discovered you only a few months ago. In September of 2022, I was introduced to Fringed Violet. Someone suggested buying it in my spiritual community, and I bought it. And my head basically exploded with bliss. <laughs> and I was there for yours forever. Um, it has spread throughout our spiritual community. I had the honor of actually giving a first dose to somebody from one of my bottles. I was like, you've got to try this. And I watched his head basically explode and watched his. I don't have, I don't see auras and things like that, but I literally felt like his head exploded into rainbows mm. <laughs> from fringe violets. <laughs> and then from there, I've been um, exploring all the bushflower essences. So I want you to know that um, it's been a short period of time that I've known about you, but I've done, I have two of your books. The most, and your books are so exquisitely beautiful. For those of you that are watching the video, you saw that. But I'm going to post in the podcast notes the covers of your books so that people see them and 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 are able to buy them and explore them. But um, thank you for being the gift that you are on this planet. And I wanted to share you. I I I I don't know that I would have started the podcast this quickly back into the gate, but I wanted to get the word out about you to people that don't know. So um, I wanted you to be on. I have read um, portions of your books. I've read pieces of your website and seen some videos and things like that. But I don't want to say your story, even though I've read it a few different times. I would love for you to say the story. And I want to say, May I just preface this by saying when, because I think that a lot of people know flower essences, my relationship, I think is a common one with flower essences, which is that the only essence that I had in my house when I discovered you was the 
um, rescue remedy from Bach flower essences. And I had had a couple of great experiences over the course of my life long ago, but I never really dove into them like I have dived into yours. And um, so I would love for you to also explain how the Australian flowers are different from the English flowers, but also your amazing story of how you came to this journey. Well, really, it is a very long um, story. It, go, it goes back <laughs> five generations. So my great <laughs> great grandmother was in Europe and um, Australia had a gold rush similar to the uh, one in California around the same time. So she decided she was going to come and work as a, we, here if we in Australia would call them herbalists as opposed to herbalists in America. So she came across to work as an herbalist uh, on the gold fields. You know, you can imagine treating with mines, collapsing, alcoholism, poor nutrition, et cetera. She would have had a field day. And my great-grandmother and grandmother were the, some of the first white people in Australia to look at the medicinal properties of Australian plants because a lot of the Indigenous people got wiped out, especially around the Sydney area, smallpox, influenza, and theirs was an oral tradition. So all that knowledge was lost. And... For any of your listeners who uh, might have been to Sydney, I grew up about uh, about an hour northwest of Sydney. And our my parents' property and also my grandmother's property, who lived next door, we backed onto National Park. So as a young boy, I would spend as much time as I could with my grandmother, help going on bushwalks, collecting the plants she was using. She'd point out the various ones, what they were. And... Um, Unfortunately, unknown to me and the rest of the family, she was a very heavy chain smoker and she, her body was riddled with cancer when I was born, but she kept it at bay with three native plants plus phytolacca, one that grows from North America, and also sorrel. And she went traveling off to um, Europe when I was nine and she lost the luggage, which had all the herbs, which kept everything in check. By the time my dad, could get the herbs to her, the cancer had taken its toll, the stress of traveling. She was flown back in a coma and didn't come out of that coma. And none of her knowledge was written down, like her and my great grandma. There's just a few little books that we've got, you know, like formulas and a few things. So my memory is going through the bush, her pointing out the plants, but I don't remember which plant did specifically what, just that in the bush and, and for all our American listeners, when we're in Australia, the bush means wilderness area. <laughs> so doesn't, in fact, I was going to do one of my books and the American publishers didn't want to be connected to George W. And he said, no, no, we can't call it bush essences. Oh, my God. So I have a bad connotation in the country. So anyway, so, <laughs> you know, in fact, when I was a young boy, I used to, um, I'd wait till my dad go to work. Now, my dad he was the black sheep of the family. He was a pharmacist, but he also used herbs as well. So if you go into his um, pharmacy you know, and you had so digestive upset rather than giving you some allopathic medication, he would mix up a herbal blend for you. So he was hard to convince. So I'd wait till he'd go off to work and then I'd go to my mum and I'd be doubled up in pain, pleading that I wanted to go to school. And she said, oh, no, no, you seem far too sick. You better spend the day with your grandmother. And, you know, and she'd come home you know, after work and go to pick me up and she'd ask my grandmother, oh, how's Ian? And she'd, oh, gradually he got better during the day. And I'd make a complete recovery. I think my grandmother enjoyed me having around her and we'd, you know, spend the day in the bush and making extracts and tinctures, having a great time. So, um, you know, I, I ended up going off doing a science degree at university, got very sick traveling in India. And so I started working with herbal medicine to rebuild my health, got involved in Tai Chi, yoga, meditation, all of that. So I got to my final um, semester and I realized all the things I was really interested in were natural therapy. So I then went and studied naturopathy. And, and this was in the late 70s when I started practicing. And at the time, you, you know, mentioned the, the bark flowers from England. They were the only flower essence. And I was probably more of a homeopath. But I like the fact that he was something simple, safe, anyone could use. Families could use on their kids, even they had no medical training. And I thought, why isn't anyone working with Australian plants? Because, you know, I'm known for my grandmother, there's all, but no one was. So, I, you know, I, I used to run some workshops. I used to prescribe them. I was a little disappointed because sometimes I knew I had the right remedy. My patients say, oh, I can't tell if anything's happened or what have you. 
anyway, when I was a student, I shared a, a house with um, this very charismatic young man. He was early 30s. Um, he'd converted the whole backyard to edible weeds. He'd been brought up in an organic farm. He was very successful, you know, in business, you know, great group of friends. And he came to see me. And I'd been in practice for a couple of years. And he said, look, I've been diagnosed with bowel cancer. They're going to operate in a couple of weeks. And I'd like you if you could just hold a healing circle because of my interest in meditation and what have you. But the night before they operate, just to send a bit of good energy to me. And, you know, I was totally shocked. Of all people and such a young age, like early 30s. So all our friends were mutually shocked. So we brought them all over the night before Jim was operated on. We you know, did meditation, directing energy. And when they operated, they found out the cancer spread everywhere through his body. There was nothing they could do. So I continued the healing circle weekly in my home. And we opened up to anyone who needed healing. And now Jim died about six months later. And shortly after his death in the meditations of the healing circle, I started getting pictures of plants, told where to find them and what their healing qualities were. And if I didn't know the flower, there'd be a little caption underneath for the botanic names. I was, you know, just presented me on a platter. And I'm usually more very... Um, gut feeling not very visual in my meditation so it was great to have these very strong things and say one of my flowers I worked with was called flannel flower and they told me to go and make up in this place and I thought I've been there there's never seen flannel flowers I went there there's massive flannel flowers everywhere so they're very very clear so for about wow. two years and my practice was established I was I was making up a remedy giving it to my patients and there was a synchronicity that if I made a remedy in the morning patients I might be booked in that afternoon or evening all needed the remedy so I thought well that's a good good you know omen but also getting the opportunity to see how they worked and I was so oh. excited because they worked very powerfully a bit like your friends you know head of explaining the rainbows <laughs> so for two years I was just out in the bush every available opportunity and you know researching using the essences on patients. I gave them to friends who were doctors and acupuncturists, naturopaths, so see if they could get the same results. And after the two years, I was very happy. I started publishing information. And at that point, um, you know, I thought, oh, they're just for Australian people. They're Australian flowers. And then we had people in the States and South America, Europe, hearing about them, you know, ordering them and getting equally as good results so i realized we're very much just um, a global village here and this you know plants can work in australia can work in other parts right. of the world. yeah god that's beautiful such okay I, I i hadn't i hadn't read that story about uh that after jim died that the downloads were coming so strong yeah i yeah. I well, did read flowers now. So, you know, they come from all parts of Australia. We mean, you know, like America, it's a very large continent. And, you know, we've got alpine area. We've got, you know, deserts, not like Sahara sand, but just rocky desert, very arid. We've got tropical areas. So they come from all parts. So, and, and I'm the one who goes and collects and makes them. So we've got about over 20 staff, but I'm the one who goes actually still. Uh, I've been doing this. The essence is for over 35 years now. So I'm still the one who goes out and uh, prepares and makes them oh. bring all the concentrates back to our our offices where we have our I, manifestation. I want to encourage listeners to go look at your videos too, because I'll never, there's a viv, a, there's a, I have a vivid memory of one of your videos where you say, I had never seen this flower and I finally saw the flower and here it is. It was just like, Oh my God, hallelujah, like angels singing joyously behind you, you know, it was just, so you make really great videos too. I just want to encourage people to go see them. I want to um, talk about um, the shift that you talk about in 1996 and how your process goes. You said that you used to tune in and listen to the plant, right? I have a really... Um, I do a lot of flower design and I love working with flowers. And so I have a sense of listening to them also and saying, no, I don't want to be here. I want to be over there or, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I kind of, I related to that, but then you went to a whole other level, which is you said, I now find myself being able to actually merge into and become the plant. 
Sometimes at the completion of making the essence, I would merge into the mother tincture as well. So can you tell us about that and what that's like and the experience of the how you came to this place? Yeah, sure. So flower essences modality goes back many thousands of years. Most indigenous cultures have a tradition of collecting the flowers, putting them in water or collecting the dew of the flowers. In fact, the earliest records go back um, about 3,000 years to on papyrus sheets in uh, Egypt. And the earliest European recorded history is Hildegard von Bingen, who I'm sure many of the listeners will know. And she was very famous recently made a, a saint in the Catholic Church. She was an abbess, ran a monastery um, in just about an hour uh, west of Frankfurt today. And she would get the, the nuns to, let, to put out muslin sheets overnight on the flowers and they'd absorb the dew of the flowers, which would be collected the next morning. They'd get the sheets, they'd wring out the dew and use that to treat emotional imbalances. Oh. And Paracelsus also used to collect the dew of flowers. Now, Hildegard von Bingen, she was working in the 12th century, Paracelsus the 16th. And then we had, you know, indigenous people, including in Australia, Brazil, India, etc., using them. A lot of that knowledge seems to be lost. And there was an English homeopath called Edward Bark. He was a medical doctor as well. And he, you know, used to hang out in the bars, speak to the gypsies, getting information from them. Rudolf Steiner, you know, went to some of his lectures, got some ideas about remedies from him. And he started... Um, bringing back to public awareness what flower essences are, and that was back in the 1930s. He died in 36. So he would boil some of the buds, the flowers, or he would put them, float them in water, simulating the, the production of the dew. So here in Australia, we it's much warmer than England. We don't need to boil them. It gives more of a herbal heavy effect. So I use his method of flowers collected, placed in a, bowl of water and the sun releases the vibrational healing quality of the flower releases into the water it takes about two hours for that process under ideal conditions like clear sky sun that water is then diluted a number of times till we get the point where you get the remedy that you take and it's a liquid form so you take seven drops under your tongue morning and night and so the flowers are picked and you know i, I don't go to um areas where there's roads or you know pollution nearby it's very pristine environments so i'll go to make the remedies so when the flowers are in that bowl you know i've been able to merge in become that water which has been imbibed with the vibrational quality of that particular flower like sundew which you do find growing in north america as well it's um drosera spatulata homeopaths know what they use it for whooping cough it's a, a red base and it's got a very long stem. The tiny little flower just hovering around. So it's very good for people who aren't very grounded, a bit vague and dreamy. Uh, it could also be, for example, you know, after anesthetic or too much um, drugs where someone's, you know, a bit spacey. But, you know, being the mother tincture, I was suddenly that flower and I was floating up the very top of the, the mother. And then I'd be very grounded in the bottom, for example. And uh, so experiences like that. So it allowed me to really know what, on a deeper level, what that quality of that particular flower has. And every flower has a healing quality. Some express it more fully than others. And... Um, and, you know, when I'm making the remedy, sometimes I've got information meditation, which has led me to it. Um, or sometimes I'm looking at a book and one just jumps up and I know oh, I've got to make that one. So when I get to the area, you know, I sit, ground myself. Some of them might be traveling many hours to get to that location. And then I'll draw the flower. I'll meditate. Then I'll draw the flower because you can observe the detail of the flower, and, and there's a term called doctrine of signatures, where the shape, the color of the flower are clues as to, you know, the healing quality of it. And, and then I'll meditate again, but this time I'm communicating with what we call the diva. It's almost like the guardian angel that little babies have that with the flower. So communicating, well, what's the healing quality? And asking permission that, you know, can I pick you later on? But 
the flowers sometimes say, oh, finally, thank heavens, I've had a healing quality so long and finally someone's aware of what I'm here on the planet to offer to humanity, you know. So providing oh. them with that reverence and respect, they're very happy to be involved and to impart that healing gift to us. That is, that's what I'm talking about. You're bringing us love, right? Like this is like untapped sources of love in nature that you're bringing to us. And I have to just bring um, listeners' attention back to the books too. Please get the books because how you just heard Ian talking about the flowers, like it's like poetry. You want to read about every single flower, right? Like first you go to the books and you're like, okay, I have this thing and I need it solved. Then you read those, right? And then you're like, I don't even have this thing that this other flower does, but oh my God, I've got to read about it. Cause it's like, you're talking, it's like you're writing up. And I love that you sketch them too. And I somehow had missed that, but it feels like, like you meet this very, very special person and you're going to, you draw their portrait and then you write poetry about them. And through all of that, we get, it's like, we meet the flower, like the soul of the flower through you, which is, extraordinary and then and then it's balanced by or i guess i guess i feel like we meet the de deva that you were talking about right but then you also have in the back um there there is a a, a huge um glossary of of symptoms and and situate physical situations or emotional situations or spiritual situations and you answer how you can address them each. So I just want to acknowledge you that like you, you have this very grounded information and then this exalted spiritual, like it's a spiritual experience reading your books. And then it's, but it's also very grounded. I'm just blown away by you. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. This is great. I'm going to sign you up as my cheerleader. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. And, and look, I, I think for me, it, it's, um, you know, I want to get the information out there. I mean, my goal is for every household to have the essences so the children get get brought up with the essences because I'm I'm sure for anyone listening to this, what was your childhood like? You know, you know, imagine if you know your parents had known about flower essences to help you some of the more challenging times that you went through, it would have made life so much easier for the children. And then it's like um you've mentioned fringe violet, one specific flower. And it's a great one, especially for the young children. Now, everyone born this millennium has at least one, two in their birth date. And I studied numerology at the same time I studied my naturopathy. And every patient I do, I do their chart. Straight away, in 15 seconds, you can see their strengths and challenges. And, you know, the ideal is to have two twos in your birth date. But if you're a female, you know, one, two is adequate. If you have two twos or more, you're going to be like a psychic sponge. And you just think of... You know, anyone born last century, 2022, I mean, they're going to have at least three twos, let alone if they were born on the 22nd of the 2nd, 2022. I mean, when you have that many twos, you're, you're picking up energy so readily like a psychic sponge. You can go into a room and someone's feeling sad and you'll start feeling sad. If they're doing body work, doing a bit of a massage on someone's shoulders, if that person's got sore shoulders, they'll get the sore shoulders just from touching them. So the fringe vat is that nice little protection stops you being that psychic sponge. So you keep your energy intact and don't get drained so readily. And that could be also with allergies. If you're very sensitive to, you know, um, pollen, dust in the air, maybe certain foods, fringe vat will decrease that overly sensitivity that you have. Well, example. now I understand because I have three twos in my thing. And I was only just, um, I, I'm going to read a line from your, from, your, from your book. Many cultures have predicted that a thousand years of peace will soon envelop the planet and next century, meaning this century, numerologically, it can be seen that everyone will be born with at least a single two in their birthday. So I'm interested in that enveloping the planet with peace. And, I, and when I read that, I was like, I have to have him on the podcast because I feel like your essence is, here I am with my three twos, the fringe violet, but so many of the essences I could go on and on about what has, what how you've helped me. But um, can I, I add one that I think people might be really interested in? It's called the pink flannel flower. It's a tiny little flower. When I made it, it hadn't been seen flowering for 40 years. 
And, you know, a couple of years ago, we had horrendous fires on most parts of Australia. And the smoke is what activates the seeds of this fire and it can stay dormant for such a long time. But the pink flannel flower, its quality is a, a gratitude. And it's a really lovely heart remedy. It's got beautiful pink and color therapy. Pink is love. But these, the children coming down this millennium, they've come here to heal through their capacity to give love and love. But, you know, like they come with these huge open heart chakras and then they get exposed to some of the not so nice aspects of humanity. And it's quite easy for their heart chakras just to close down. So for young children under the age of five, the pink flannel flower just keeps their heart chakras open. It works on everyone's heart chakra, but it's very specific for these children because they come here with such a, a strong um goal to sort of bring about healing and, and and through love and for the rest of us just having that sense of gratitude and feeling really joyful just brings floods in life energy to us and that love vibration into us as well it's like seeing the the world through rose tinted glasses it's a beautiful essence wow okay so that could move us toward and being enveloped by peace absolutely yeah i, th I think we're going you know, we, we talk about the, the dark ages, you know, in the Middle Ages being the dark ones. I think on a spiritual level, that's where we're coming through now. You know, like we're, we're dealing with some pretty deep negativity, but we, you know, when the process of coming out and so many people are, are here to make a change, I think it's the last throes of that darkness. Little, hopefully, you know, we're, we're in the process of moving forward. And there's still a bit of work to be done, however, unfortunately. But these essences can help us. But you feel, I'm hearing hope in your voice. Do you feel hopeful that we are? Yes. We've got so many spiritual beings who are working with us and so much love and energy flooding down the planet. We just got to really avail ourselves to it. And, and you know, you know what we've seen, you know, the, the amount of despair and fear and everything that's been bombarded on us in the last few years. I mean, to, to not get caught up in that and still you know, stay really focused and yeah, not close down and go into despair. Right. And there's an essence for all of that. There's an essence for each of those little threads. Like I was just reading earlier um, about the, um, the essence for the preconceived notions that we have. You were talking about, um, you know, like the OJ Simpson trial assumption that the guilt or a child saying, no, I don't like blue foods. You know, it's like rechanging all the filters. Yeah. <laughs> being open to sort of lots of paradigm change. In fact, I can remember once being in um, a, a party in um, the Bay Area and we, there was, you know, people there and one fellow, his hand just he was leaning against and his hand went through the wall and then came out and like there was a stunned sign because you're not supposed to do that. It's like that's a physical wall. Or, um, you know, Stuart Wilde telling me about how he did experiments of teleporting himself, you know, from England to United States. Now, you know, you, you, you go into a, an airport and tell people, hey, you know, you can teleport. You don't have to queue up and, you know, pay all this money and like they'll lock you away as a crazy person. That's there. But because mass consciousness is so different outside that realm, it's just like changing the filters so we can be more open to it. You know, we had all the... Um, met um, you know 18 17 18 centuries all those european sailors going into what they called the new world their sailing boats were so alien that they reported sometimes being in the harbor for three days and they could see all the native people going about their business and it was like they were invisible and then something had happened like someone's on the canoe paddling out and suddenly they crash into the boat and go, what's this and then suddenly all the canoes everyone comes out because it was so foreign to them. We, we just filter out what's not within our belief systems. There's so much stimulus coming in where we've got filters to only let in what reinforces what we already perceive uh, the world to be. Oh, so, it's such a good yeah. metaphor. And can you say what the, what the remedy is? Um, Freshwater mangroves. Okay. Which is Freshwater. a fun one to make because it grows in the tropics in Australia and to uh, make that, you've got to go into the water. And also in the water, you've got to be very careful that there's not these uh, crocodiles, which can be up to five metres long, and um, they can run at um, 30 miles an hour on land, but they prefer the water. So, 
you know, like they're very clever animals. They've got to wade in on sort of, you know, that and the red lily, which is a sacred lotus. I've got to go out into the water to to make them. So I'm always saying, okay, guys, you'll see me out here. Make sure I'm protected here to get this essence. Right. So you feel like you're going in with a Davic army? in, and yeah, they're like... You've got to use common sense as well. <laughs> I think there's a couple of times my wife has said to me, I don't want to be a widow. Now, you'd be very careful going near the edge there. <laughs> Um, I want to go back to, uh, thank you for the freshwater mangrove as the solution for that, um, that, that kind of thinking, that kind of thinking I, I, I am doing a, I've been doing a workshop since the fall, which is called unpandemicize your heart. And it's, you know, like looking at all the places in our heart that have been affected and kind of beaten up by the pandemic that we haven't been conscious of. And, I, I was inspired to do the workshop because I I'm kind of surrounded by a lot of um, people that have harder edges as a result of the pandemic, you know, like, like we were just talking about those beliefs that like even stronger beliefs, right? Like the lines in the sand are so deep and things are black and white and gray left the building. Right. Yeah. Um, so um, I just wanted to hear your thoughts on the pandemic and healing our hearts from that, because we all have that collective kind of pain point, especially if we haven't been conscious, which is another reason why I love your books is because you can go through and unjudgmentally look at yourself and say, oh, I actually have that. I have that thing that he's saying, and I've never seen that piece of my heart. Thank you. Let me get the remedy for that kind of thing. Like you you have a way of um, taking these pain points, bringing them up to the light and no shame, you know, no shame. It's just, this is what's so. So I'd love to hear what you have to say about um, that. Yeah, like you, you, you mentioned the um, combination from the bark flowers called rescue remedy. You know, we have 21 different combinations trying to make it very, so someone can go into health food store or pharmacy and, Oh, relationship. You know, I'm having a lot of problems with my partner right now. I'm having difficulty dealing with my children. And that's a good one. So during the pandemic, we brought out one called Boost. And Boost is dealing, there's eight different flowers in there. And, you know, men seem to be affected more uh, with uh, COVID. And, you know, there was a lot of, you know, impact on the lungs. Now, in Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine, they've been observing human behavior for thousands of years, and they've made that correlation between certain illnesses and what the emotion which can trigger it. So for lungs, it's very much related to grief and sadness. Now, I think most people hold on to some level of grief and sadness, but men probably more so than women. So hmm. the fact that there are more men getting it, more impact on the lungs, okay, straight away you think, okay, if you're holding on a lot of grief and sadness and you do get exposed to that, you're probably going to have a worse time. So let's do something to help release the grief and sadness. Also, the level of fear that was, you know, really bombarded on us. And um, so people getting very anxious and fearful, you know, that's... Um, so we you know have a remedy in there dealing with that fear and anxiety. And of course, there's, there's concern that, oh, I've got elderly parents, you know, I don't want them going to a supermarket, they might get exposed to a, you know, someone who's ill, you know, and there's this, you know, a lot of concern from that fear, especially then as, as caretakers for children or elderly parents. So we've, and sense of hope and optimism, it was, you know, it was, it was a black night of the soul, the world was going to end, you know, that, so um, there's remedies from that and just being a little bit more playful and not not so grim around it all as well so there's really a, a common there's remedies for worry you know so right. and also has a balancing effect on you and we there's a lovely flower it's in it's a tree it's in flower now brilliant red and not only the flowers red but the new branches and growth stems are all red too wow. and so having a very strong impact around the whole uh, thymus immune system. So that's in there for boosting people's immune system. But really dealing with, you know, a lot of that fear and grief and things like that, which have been you know, impacting us. And oh, there's wildfire in there, which is a great one for the heart. So, you know, we, we know both the, um, the jab and, and the impact of the illness had a lot of impact on the heart. So you know, strengthening the heart as well. 
I, I can't even believe I skipped over. I'm going to buy it as soon as we hang up, actually. I can't even believe I skipped over it somehow. But that's what I was looking for is boosting my immune system and got a few other things, but didn't get boost. I'm so excited. I want to say um, also, um, when you were talking about releasing grief, I, I just wanted to share um, that. And I, I want to say, if anybody listens to this and then they start buying Australian bushflower essences, I recommend that you have a little diary <laughs> because I wish I had written down what I was experiencing, you know, through all of these essences. Like there was one where um, I I didn't realize until day four of taking it that, cause I never have, I rarely have nightmares, but for three nights in a row, I had these just like, kind of like every time I woke up, even it was nightmares. Right. And I can't remember what, what it was that I was taking. And then I became conscious of it on the fourth day and the fourth night I didn't have them. And I was like, Oh, is it cause I'm conscious of it? Or is it because it, I worked through the, but I just want to say that you, you can have these, like, don't be afraid of the emotions that come up and things that come up as a result of these essences, because they go through, it's like a river, right? Um, There's a self-adjusting mechanism for these. Like I mentioned that I was predominantly a homeopath when I first started the research in the flowers. In homeopathy, you can get some severe aggravations if you give the remedy for too, even though it's the right remedy for too long, or maybe you got the wrong potency. The beauty of the bush essence is they're self-adjusting. So you can give them and know you're not going to create something the person's not able to deal with. And let, let's say they're relieved, they've got a lot of grief. It'll work to what point the person's able to release it without just, you know, a cathartic release they can't cope with. So there's that lovely self-adjusting mechanism coming in through there. Yeah. It's fun to be aware of it, though. It's like, oh, it's that essence. It's really working. And then yeah. you feel, and then you're conscious of the relief, right? It's like, oh, something has truly shifted in me. It's a miracle. Yeah. It's miraculous. It's because one of the nice things, too, about people is that, let's say you've got a, a particular symptom, physical, emotional. Once it's here, we forget about it. So sometimes, you know, like you think, where was I when I started this essence? What's going on? You know, I've got, you know, physically, emotionally, et cetera. And then when you're finishing, oh, gee, that didn't didn't do much. And then you look at where you're at now. Oh, no, I don't have those headaches anymore. No, I'm not, you know, like not having insomnia or whatever it might be. Like, it's, I think it's a healthy thing. We forget our problems after they've been resolved. But it's good to keep a note of what has actually happened. That's way more articulately than I did. Why I want them to do a, a thing, a book, right? Like, if you yeah. wrote it, then you're conscious of it. It's like, oh, my God, this is a miracle. I started at point A. I'm at point B. And it's all about the essence. God. Yeah. So cool. Um, I love hearing your stories too. And, you know, we, we, we greatly appreciate people taking the, the time to jot down their experience of the essence and in. We have two of our staff who list the, uh, the information under what essence the people are taking or what different condition. It could be, you know, like the sadness or could be the immune system. And sort of, so we'll classify it under both ways. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you've mentioned kids a lot, which I'm, I, I am so, oh my God, that would be such a great, um, result of this podcast, if parent, if even five parents started giving their children essences, right? Oh my God, what a miracle that would be. But there is one also, cause I have, um, a lot of friends who have teenager, um, teenagers and you have, can you talk about adult essence? Sure. So normally we would put, um, five remedies in one of our combinations. So you know, like it could be self-esteem, it, it, it could be abundance, it could be purifying. And we individually, there are 69 flowers. It was a very good argument to put all 69 flowers in for the teenager. So it was very hard to say, <laughs> well, what's the priority? So, uh, you know, we, we've got um, remedies in there dealing with um, being true to yourself because peer pressure is so strong in teenagers. They want to be part of the group. They want to be accepted and loved. So, they, the rest of the group might want to do something and that person says, you know, it doesn't feel good for me. But rather than say, no, I don't want to do it and then risk being ostracized by the group, they'd go and do it. So there's a remedy to be strong and true to yourself, say, look, no, I don't want to do that. And, you know, there's a lot there for self-esteem as well because that's, that's a huge one for teenagers. And 
um, they're very self-conscious of themselves. Oh, I'm too tall. I'm too short. I'm my nose is too small, or my ears are too big. You know, so there's one for that. You know, like feeling embarrassment about the body and more accepting of the physical body, especially if they got acne. I mean, that's devastating for them. You know, and I had terrible acne because my diet was so atrocious growing up. But you know, like I'd be embarrassed to be with my girlfriend because I thought, oh, you know, embarrassed for her for being with. You know, so, that, so oh. I think Billy Goat Plum is for that letting go of shame, embarrassment, and that ties in nicely with the remedy for that self-confidence, self-esteem, self-love. And um, there's Red Helmet for that rebelliousness, which mm. you know, which can be good to help them break away from the parents. But then you know, you're seeing teachers, parents, bosses, anyone with in authority is being the the enemy and you know, you don't come off best when you can, you know, having problems with the police or things like that. So in that rebelliousness. Um, yeah, so there's also that sense of not belonging. Some people feel very lonely as teenagers. Like sometimes I ask in workshops, when you're in high school, how many people felt really, you know, part of the group, part of it? And a lot of people put their hands up, oh, I felt really isolated and alone, mm. very lonely. So, you know, there's a remedy dealing with that as well and bottle brush because there's a lot of change going on during that adolescent time so coping with change and not having the break away a little bit more from parents so there's you know quite a few remedies in the adult yeah that's great um thank you for explaining all that and how beautiful that is and that and the bottom line is that all the essences are that well thought out and that well-crafted. It's so exquisite. One of the ones I was drawn to, which um, it's it's possible I did it too early, but I was just drawn to it and I had to have it, um, was solar logos. Yeah. And then, and then, and then I did ISIS because I saw after I bought it, it was said, um, and then you do ISIS for a week. And I was like, oh, okay, okay, but, but okay. That was that's that's one where I wish I had been writing down what was happening. I felt that was transformative. Anyway, nobody cares about my experience of what it was, but can you talk oh, about they do. All your that? listeners want to know what's happening for you, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. But I guess awesome. great for people just watching this who don't know much about my company. So we, we have the Australian bushflower essences, which are the 69 flowers that go all around the country making. That's one range. And then we have three spiritual ranges of essences. And the soul logos you mentioned Isis, there's a Gaia, and there's also a um, rainbow. They're four in essences in what we call the divine presence essences, very much crown-centered remedies. So solar logos, it's a creative energy from the heart of the central sun or heart of spirit, which goes out through the cosmos, initiating change and activation, which is what's going through at the moment. And look, I'm not saying it's the best, but certainly it's the deepest acting of all the bushes of, of all the flower essence I've worked with. It's it's incredibly deep acting. And if you could imagine that uh, the analogy to us as you might have a, a, a chalice or you know a cup, and there's water in there, but there's a bit of sediment. So you're getting all this energy coming through the soul logos, these golden rays coming in, and it's just like bringing up all the debris over and pushing it over the edge of the thing. And that's that spiritual blockages predominantly, anything that we've come here. So clearing all that debris to allow our, our higher self to come in more fully. And um, look, it, it's to make this essence it was made in Glastonbury in England. And there's a trans medium there I work with, Sally Pullinger. And we had Mel Chesedek, you know, who was spiritually present there as an anchoring because it's such a high energy coming in normally the the soul logos energy there's a will come close to the earth and there's like a grid around the earth made of white light and it it because the soul logos is too strong come directly through so it hits there and it's converted into that white light filters down a little bit more gently so when you're taking the soul logos it's like full blast coming in just and we've had people said oh 
it was amazing. But I, I felt I had to go to bed for a, you know a week. I was just lying there. I was just processing so much. Now, not everyone has that experience. In fact, we normally say take Gaia first. It grounds you, so it doesn't. You can take Oops. in that soul logos energy. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. and same with Isis. I mean, my wife and I we went to Egypt, and I'd never been drawn there. And, you know, we came across the Isis temple, and then we went to um, back to the UK. I was having a session you know with with sally and suddenly there was this start with this incantation very unworldly and this beautiful love energy it wasn't speaking in a, in any la earthly language and i was told this was isis she was coming through to bless my work but also that she wanted to create an essence with me which we created the next day so her presence was there i thought it might go i didn't really know what would take place it had all the bowls and she came through the love energy was so intense i just had tears pouring thinking we're actually in capturing this this is such a healing gift oh, and her message is that you know like she represents the divine mother the divine feminine and she says give me your pain give me your suffering i'll give you love and courage so she just wants us to when we're going through a bad time give it up to her and she'll just flood us with love and courage and that's what this essence is all about. It's such a nurturing, lovely remedy. It's a pure love vibration. Yeah. Pure love. Wow. Thank you for, I feel like I was there with you at that point. Wow. That, wow. Yeah. It's kind of hard to keep going with a podcast after you tell a story. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we... <laughs> Run workshops on the bush essences and also on on the different spiritual ranges. And um, when in the when we do it's uh, the divine presence, we you know it, it's that's over four weeks. And there's a each week we take one the remedy for that week, and then we all as a meditate together on it. And uh, I play a blessing she gave before we did um, a, an ISIS program. I think we had about a thousand people around the world doing it. And so this was her blessing, and it was just this lovely her singing and uh coming through like as i said i didn't i thought it was just oh you know it's a goddess it's some symbology and you know like it's just a, a history it's not, but she was a real spiritual being yeah yes yeah wow thank you, you for play her message and you hear her chanting and singing it's a fantastic one yes and i'm so glad you because that's on my list to have you talk about is the courses that you offer so go to your website, right? And you'll, you can always see what your next course is that you're offering, but do you want to say what's up next for you? Yeah, well, you know, during um, all the lockdown and restrictions in travel, we built a recording studio. So we recorded all our, all the workshops online and, um, you know, we, we play them on Zoom, but the recording would be much higher quality. So all our workshops, except one, which is kinesiology, which, you know, I teach people how to muscle test and show how they can tie in the bush essence. So I need to be there show, making sure you're testing the right way. And But all the others are available as online webinars that you can do at your own time. So, you know, we okay. have a lot of workshops on, on the essences. And then we have specific themes. You know, there's one on win, women, one on children, you know, et cetera. And uh, then we have all the spiritual range that you can do online webinars with, you know. Just the nice thing about, I think, COVID was, you know, like so many people were able to, you know, we could just learn, even though, you know, I'm in Australia, someone's on the other side of the world, we can still connect and, and learn, don't be physically next to each other to to do that. Right, right. It's That's a beautiful um, thing that came out of this for sure. Oh, I need to ask you a personal question, which is I saw, I love looking at people's quotes because for my books, I'm always like, I'm so careful about choosing the perfect little quotes and whatever. So I love, I, I pay attention to every quote that any author puts in a book because I just think, oh my God, that's a little jewel that you're handing us. And you had a Ramtha quote in there. And I studied with Ramtha like over 30 years ago. And I'm just like, so, it was so shocking to see a Ramtha quote in one of your books. Did you study with Ramtha or do you know? Yeah, of... I, did, I did some, um, she came out to Australia a few times and, and did some information there. Yeah. 
Oh my God. Okay. That was just a... I think there's even like I I I wasn't a Rajneesh follower, but there was a lovely quote for him. So I put one of his in there. I think that's great how all these people have just come up and encapsulated something that's really what this essence is all about. The flower essence is about how it blends in. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I I love them all. I just happened to you just never see Rob the quote. So I was just like, what? And it's been over 30 years for me. And so it was just like, wow, blew my mind. Um, okay. So I, I feel like, oh, I have to ask this question though. So I told a couple of people that, uh, of friends who are huge fans of yours in our community, you have, you have a lot of fans and, um, she, um, I, I said, do you have any questions that you want to make sure that I ask Ian? And she said, what? And th- this is like, this. I should have come up with this question. Her question was, what is love to you? Mm. Sometimes I'll, I'll start the day um, or if, if I'm going through a bit more of a challenging situation, if I can just take myself, step back, take a breath and say, how would love respond to this situation? Rather than even being a black-eyed Susan reactive and getting angry or whatever it might be, but like, okay, how would love? My, which, which way am I going to respond here? That's and, beautiful. Yeah. So it really helps that human part just to sort of, you know, be not, not so negative <laughs> with the humanity and our patterning and conditioning and I love that I love that thank you I think that's a perfect question to end on unless there's anything else that I missed asking you that you want to say no no it's been been a great pleasure for me chatting with you and, uh... oh my god you don't even know I'm one of your greatest fans so thank you thank you thank you and I'm gonna get this out there and spread the word because these have truly changed my life and will continue to change my life and I'm so excited and I talk about you all the time but um, it's better to have you talk about you because you're way more articulate than me <laughs> well now the next step you is going to have to you're going to have to come out to Australia and see some of these flowers in, in real life and see them yeah I would love to I would love to it would be my greatest pleasure to meet you in person oh my god but thank you for your generosity Thank you. And I want to be with you when you find sea fringe bark growing for the first time. You see it. And yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for just been a great pleasure talking to you. Thanks for coming, superhero. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, tell your entire universe about it. Fly over to my Superhero of Love website, too, to stay in touch in every way. And thanks for coming.